0: Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollert Show. I am so glad that you have chosen a few minutes to spend together today as we talk salt. We support abundant living today and every day. Um, And we especially try to focus on five areas of our life. You know, we talk about a healthy body, a healthy mind. What are we doing to support a healthy family life, healthy work life balance, and a healthy community? And today, As we're in our final week before Christmas, I had a thought come across my mind this week. And I was wondering if you've had that thought too. In the hustle and bustle of trying to get all the shopping done, all the wrapping done, all the planning done, is my heart in the right place to receive the baby Jesus come Christmas? And I wonder if you've thought about that too. It's easy to get off track. And as I was thinking about that, there was about a three-point checklist that I wanted to share just to make sure that there was room at my inn for the baby Jesus. Stick around. I'll share it with you. Thank you so, so much for joining me for another episode of The Amanda Rollert Show. I hope that this week last week of the Advent season prior to Christmas that you are getting to enjoy some beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, wonderful times with your family, with your friends, surrounded by loved ones and doing some things that you enjoy doing. But you know, sometimes, sometimes as we prepare and get everything ready for Christmas, well, I don't know if you do it, but I've done it. I have found myself focusing on other things rather than what I'm really supposed to be focusing on, which is the birth of Jesus and getting my heart prepared for that. And so we can get a little sidetracked. And if you have found yourself there, as I'm confessing that I have at certain times, I have a three-point checklist that can help us all make sure that we can still plan the parties. We can still plan the cooking. We can still wrap the presents. We can still do whatever we need to do, but we will be ready in our minds and in our hearts for the birth of Jesus come Christmas. So if you're ready, I have three points that we can talk about. The first thing I would do as a checklist of sorts is ask yourself, am I keeping Christ in Christmas? That's easy enough. Am I keeping Christ in Christmas? Well, Amanda, what does that mean? Well, let's talk about it. If we're entering into this season or, or we started back in November or right after Thanksgiving or even before that, and we knew that we would have Dinners to prepare, parties to go to. I got to shop, shop, shop. Here's my list, list, list. This person wants this, this person wants that. I want to make sure everybody gets what they want. Got to make sure Santa Claus has all the items that, you know, the kiddos want, need, whatever. What are we doing? Who's coming over? Who's staying over? Where are we traveling to? All the plans that want to monopolize our time and get us off track, get us frustrated, get us anxious. Sometimes we even get argumentative. And that is not peace not having peace in our heart. We're not keeping Christ in Christmas. So the number one thing is how do you keep Christ in Christmas during a season that can be a little hectic prior to? I believe here's a little tip. If we just make sure during this time that we ponder Christ at Christmas and all the things that he did for us, his life, his work, just keeping Christ in Christmas. And sometimes it's easier for me to do it through music. And I think I shared this Christmas carol last year or sometime in the past, I'm pretty sure. But one of my favorite ways to keep Christ in Christmas at this time of the year, and I think it's because I'm a mom and I love, love, love this song. And it puts it all into perspective for me at this time to keep Christ in Christmas is the Christmas song, Mary, Did You Know? And so, I mean, you can print the lyrics out, you can read them, you know, you can sing them, you can put it on your playlist. But if you really ponder the words of this Christmas song, I think it puts definitely keeps Christ in Christmas, keeps us focused on the birth of the baby Jesus and what we're about to encounter. And it just keeps us with that mindset at the forefront of our mind. And if we do, then we have peace. And we have joy. And no matter what comes our way, what stresses, what decisions, what anxieties, what family situations come, we're going to keep Christ in Christmas. So, the song, Mary, did you know? If you're not familiar with it, or if you haven't heard it in a while, let's go through the words. So, the song goes like this Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod, and when you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God? Mary, did you know The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb and the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am? Mary, did you know? That melts my heart. Every time I hear it, every time I read it, and it personalizes keeping Christ in Christmas because it starts with Mary and her saying yes and her giving birth to the great I am. As a mother, you know, she kissed the face of God, but it also shared what he would do. You know, he would come to save the nations. The blind will see, the deaf will hear. And the dumb will speak. So it kind of takes us through not just a journey of his birth, but a a journey of his life. And if we keep Christ in Christmas, just by thinking and remembering, it doesn't take that long. It doesn't take, you know, an overwhelming amount of time in the day. But if we make time, (laughs) that's the thing. Once we lose time, it's the one thing. It's the one commodity we can't pick back. You know, once time is lost, it's lost. Now it's history, it's in the past. So if we make time every day to just do a little check in, so checkpoint one, keep Christ in Christmas. Enjoy, you know, the hustle and the bustle, enjoy the planning, enjoy the cooking, enjoy the eating, enjoy the family, enjoy the gift wrapping and the unwrapping and the family and the pictures and the enjoy, enjoy, but keep Christ in Christmas make time every day to just do a little check-in. How's my joy? Is Christ in my day? Am I thinking about his birth? And that actually leads us to point two, to check in point two, which is, Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. I actually didn't coin that phrase. I have an older sister who was listening to a sermon and she actually shared that with me and this was it was a few years ago but I've kept that. I've kept and held on to that because I thought how appropriate ask yourself, Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. Well, how do you do that? How do you make your heart a manger? Well, Let's remember, <laughs> let's remember that Mary and Joseph traveled far and wide looking for a place to stay. And there was no room at the inns. right? There was no room for them. And every place was, no, we're full. No, you can't stay here. No, no, no. And basically they were left to enter into a stable and prepare for the birth of our Lord. And I ask, I ask myself, how many times have I closed the door to the Lord by my saying, no, I want to do it my way. I don't want to do it your way. By being rude, by being jealous, by being envious, by you know, anything, any little thing, you know, because, hey, we're all sinners. So you can roll down your list. Nobody's perfect, right? So whatever it is, every time that I sin, every time that I boo-boo, I'm saying no, I'm closing the door. Every time my heart is not open to giving in true love and charity, I'm saying no, and I'm closing the door. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want to live that way, but I have to be conscious of it. And when I'm conscious of it, and when I've asked to be conscious of it, somehow, you know, the Holy Spirit just whacks me on the head and says, Amanda, hello, you need to ship shape up a little bit. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, the heart, the heart is capable of so much. The heart is capable of expansion. You know, the heart is a funny thing. It's a tricky, tricky thing. We can't help what the heart wants. I've heard that a lot. A lot of times, you know, people say, I I can't help who I, you know, fall in love with. Or, you know, people say, I just, if this person would just, you know, love me back. We can't control those things. But what we can control is what we do to prepare our heart. I think I've shared before that I was an athlete, volleyball player. I had the privilege of being coached by one of the best coaches in the state, you know, multiple state championships and all of that. But as my fellow teammates and I, Every time we entered into that gym, we knew, <laughs> we knew that we were going to be pushed <laughs> beyond our breaking point uh, mentally and physically. But we also knew we were doing it together. And so, you know, a lot of times when we entered into that space, our coach and I love her to this day. I credit her for some of the, the mental wherewithal and the capacity and the laser focus that I have in my life. But man, you know, just when we were at the brink of we couldn't do it anymore, we couldn't go anymore, there was nothing left in the tank. She expected us to get out there and accomplish the impossible. And she would purposely set us up in the gym under sometimes impossible circumstances to overcome because, you know, it's like she said, you never know what you can do until you're faced with the expectation of doing it. Because when you get into the thick and the heat of competition, your body will go into that. It's like muscle memory. If you've expected it of your body, your body will do it. And man, she was right. Every single time there would be people fading fast and you know, our little team, our little group, because we were so well conditioned and so well trained mentally and physically, we could power through and just dominate. And this is nothing compared to what I'm about to say, which these guys just have my absolute jaw-dropping awe and admiration is the Navy SEALs. You know, their stories and everything, you know, that, that they share about the things that they are made to withstand and go through in SEAL training. And, you know, they say, you just don't even know what your body can do until you expect your body to do it. And what I'm saying is, you don't know. I don't know the capacity that I can grow my heart in love of our Lord until I just keep asking it to grow bigger and grow bigger and grow bigger. And how do we do that? By putting us into situations that grow our heart. You know, depending on what generation you come from, you may or may not have ever heard of the great thoroughbred named Secretariat. If you want to hear a story about a huge heart, (laughs) Uh, Secretariat is one that you'd probably want to, you know, watch the story, the movie. It's a fantastic movie. The average thoroughbred's heart weighs about eight and a half pounds. Secretariat's heart weighed nearly three times that number. How is that possible? How is that possible? But when you watch the story of Secretariat, when you watch what that animal did, and how he just slaughtered the competition in his last race. It is no wonder that you knew that that animal had a huge heart. I want to have a huge heart for Christ. I want to grow my heart for Christ. How do you grow your heart? If checkpoint two is, Lord, make my heart a manger where the Christ child can be born. I can't have a tiny heart. The baby can't rest in there. How can I grow my heart? to wrap around the baby Jesus. It's selfless love. It's taking the focus off of yourself, taking the focus off myself, and putting the focus on others. Ask not what others can do for you, ask what you can do for others. So be other-centered. What can I do for you? How can I help? Going out of your way to smile at somebody, going out of your way to maybe make a donation somewhere, open a door. Do whatever you can do as you're focusing on somebody else. Remember, the good book says, whatever you do to the least of my people, you do unto me. So find those ways, grow your heart, and make your heart a manger for the Christ child to be born by focusing on others rather than focusing on yourself. So, checkpoint one keep Christ in Christmas. Checkpoint two, make your heart a manger for the Christ child to be born by being other-centered, focusing on what you can do for others, not what they can do for you. And what's the third? The third is the most important part of this self-check to making sure that you have space at the inn for the Christ child to be born. The most important part is you have to send an invitation daily, multiple times a day. I'm wondering if there's anybody in earshot of this podcast that has never planned a party or gone to a party. I don't know if it was when you were growing up to birthday parties or Christmas parties, or as you're adulting, you know, when you planned the Christmas party, or you had a party, you know, you had college parties, you had sorority parties, you have neighborhood parties now, you have office parties, Parties, you have club parties that you're in. Not only do you have to plan, you know, you plan the menu, you plan the activities, you plan the food. But if you don't invite anybody to come to your party, it's just going to be you at the party, right? I think anybody who's planned a party knows that they want a nice large guest list, right? They want to have a successful party. The baby Jesus wants to be invited. Into our heart every day. We can plan. We can have the best plan for Christmas. You could have planned. You could have wrapped. You could have tinsel on the tree, dinner on the table, gifts wrapped. You know, everybody's there family, friends, pictures, yada, yada, yada. But if you haven't personally made an invitation, how does Jesus know where to show up? Invite him. Send him an invitation daily, several times a day. Jesus, you are the reason for this season. And I invite you into my heart. Help my heart to grow. Help me to keep Christ in Christmas. Help me to be other-centered. I invite you into my heart. I choose you. You are at the top of my list. That's all it takes. Easy. But (laughs) remember my motto. What's easy to do is also easy not to do. Oh, man, that's so trivial. He already knows he's invited. No, he doesn't. He loves us so, so much. All he wants is an invitation. All he wants is an invitation. So, as I was pondering this last week of Christmas, as I was waiting and preparing and getting ready to see all my loved ones, I'm going to get to see everybody. All the fam bam is going to be able to be together. So, so excited. But the most important thing at the top of our list is that we are going to keep Christ in Christmas. We are going to be making our heart a manger for the Christ child to be born and we are making sure that we are sending him an invitation. Come be with me. Come be with us. Change me. So I hope (laughs) you might have journeyed with me on this little quick three-point checklist as we are in our last week of Advent preparing, preparing, preparing for a wonderful Christmas. The next time we get together. It'll be after Christmas. So I want to take this moment to wish you and yours the most precious, beautiful, merry, merry Christmas with all of the people surrounding you that you love and that love you. And if you can't be with those people, your loved ones, because they're too far in distance, or maybe they got together with you at Thanksgiving, you will be there in spirit with them So I just wish you all the very, very best. I wish you a beautiful, beautiful Merry Christmas. And I hope to see you again next time. Have a great rest of your week and keep your passion. Keep your salt supporting Abundant Living today and all days. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.